Hello everyone. This is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga Podcast. We've been talking about mental health this year and how we approach it with the foundation of Ayurveda and Yoga. It's certainly a prominent point for all of us these days as we're challenged in our ways of thinking and conducting life. We're being pushed into more change than in the recent past. Perspective is everything. When we have a good sense of ourselves, we can begin to see that there's something good that comes from anything that may not seem good at first. And yet, change has always been happening every day for all of us. Sometimes it may only be a little. Some days it may seem like our entire life has changed. It's just life. We think things are the same, but our bodies change each day, and so do our minds. Or so can our mind. It's a matter of what we're doing with our minds as to how we experience life. Consider that our minds are a tool for us to navigate life. Think of your mind as a tool rather than who you are, or that the thing that's running your show. Sit with that for a moment. I say this because your mind is changeable. Your personality is changeable. It's highly dependent on the state of the doshas, which is affected by what you expose yourself to. Change is what we're guaranteed in life. We can resist it or we can flow with it. Since we're holistic beings, really an expression of nature, everything is having an effect and ever-changing, sometimes large amounts, sometimes tiny amounts, sometimes quickly and sometimes slowly. Throughout life, women have a particularly interesting relationship with change because of the menstrual cycle, which has increasingly become a source of difficulty especially when it comes to mental health. Puberty, the monthly cycle, or, or moon time, we call it, and the menopause transition now have a notable effect on the minds of girls and women. How that's going for a female can have a big impact on mental health and at any of these stages. This journey begins with the important early transition in life from childhood into puberty. Without a clear understanding of what's happening and why, it can feel a bit like being thrown into the forest with nothing and trying to figure out how to survive. If you ever have had a menstrual cycle in your life, think back. Was puberty and the onset of menses disconcerting with confusion or cramps? or just feeling terrible? And have you ever experienced any notable changes in your mental state before, during, or after your moon time? Perhaps it felt like your whole personality changed. Cramps, craving sweets, sadness, excessive hunger, bloating, acne, depression, irritability, and I could go on. Or perhaps you've experienced or heard about menopause as if it's an illness and the end of fun and love. 
hot flashes, weight gain, depression, and so on. We end up shaping our lives around the monthly cycle, planning to be down for a day or two, avoiding certain activities and commitments, and sometimes damaging our relationships. We often lose our sense of self. Some women find themselves shutting down their lives in menopause as it's so difficult to feel a sense of self. Or we may find ourselves so angry and don't have a clue as to why, other than to try to blame something or someone on the outside. It's society. Nobody wants me. I'm old. He's the problem. It may feel like life is over and we don't even know what happened. In the days of tribal living, women would go to the red tent during their moon time. They would be quiet together and not deal with a whole lot of outside energies or demands. But that isn't where we are today. So we need not experience this kind of disruption in life. Even in the modern world, these small monthly transitions and even the larger stage of life transitions can be smooth and natural. And it really all depends on our choices. So let's take a look at what's happening through the lens of Ayurveda and yoga. We all have these three doshas in us and they're made up of the five elements of earth, water, fire, air, and the ethers. And we're each blessed with a particular amount and combination of them that's our ideal state of balance that happens at conception. So remember, the doshas are just a way of describing how those five elements, or they're called the panchamahabhutas, how they function in us. We feel the best mentally and physically and have the greatest sense of self when we're in the vicinity of what's called our prakriti, or our unique constitution. When any of these doshas are in excess or deficiency, then we experience imbalance, which causes the symptoms that I've mentioned here. Now, in the early half of the 20th century, women didn't have these extreme symptoms. It's come from changes in diet, lifestyle, and environmental pollutants. These are the largest causative factors. Consider that most of the symptoms and problems described are a result of dosha imbalance. When the doshas go into excess or deficiency, there is an effect on the mind and our mental health as well as on the body. And the disturbance usually starts in the digestive tract so that when the hormones need to change naturally, in, for example, in sync with the cycle of the moon, then the change is exacerbated by the disturbance in the digestive tract, and then we have symptoms. Putting it most simply, we are what we eat through all five senses. If I spend my free time consuming all of the negativity going on on the planet, such as watching the news, it's going to affect my digestion of food and the balance of my hormones, which then affects my ability to digest life and the state of my mind. 
our food and everything we expose ourselves to changes our biochemistry moment by moment. You see the connection? The Bhagavad Gita talks about mental austerity. It's said to be peace of mind, gentleness, silence, self-control, and purity of the heart. You know, I want to say the word diet here, but I feel like there's a new word that's in order. The origin of the word diet in English is originally from the Latin and Greek, and and it meant a way of life. Perhaps we can think of it this way, related to our, our daily consumption through the five senses. A feast. So this feast of the day being life-giving rather than life-depleting is what will give us the opportunity for the experience of peace of mind and gentleness and self-control and sweetness of the heart. When the doshas come into balance, we can experience life as a joyful journey from the inside. We can come to understand our tendencies in our constitution and come to use our senses wisely, affecting our physical and mental health. And it is self-responsibility. Consider that our mental health is something of a continuum. I've talked previously about these aspects within us, the mahagunas of tamas, rajas, and sattva, being somewhat a continuum. And these energies then are present in the mind in this way. So whatever we feed ourselves is what we get more of. When the doshas come into balance, we can have good mental health. And we can come to understand and see what takes it out of balance. This is particularly true with vata as its light, airy, mobile nature. With too much vata increasing food like crackers and popcorn and uh, salads and leafy greens, the system becomes too light and easily stimulated, so the nerves and the mind become imbalanced. And this is often what we call stress and anxiety these days. Another thing to consider about the impact of food is the taste, or what's called rasa. Eating the sweet taste makes you sweet. No sweet taste, and you become sharp and rigid. Too much sweet taste, and you become heavy and slovenly. Too much sour results in a sour attitude. Too much bitter brings about a bitter attitude. And the right amounts of sour and bitter with other tastes, and it brings balance and satisfaction. Consider this in light of your own experience. Think about people you know and how they eat and how their personality is expressed. Can you see how the food for all of the senses makes such a difference in the mental state? And would you agree that changing the food you eat is a much more practical and simple thing to do to improve health as compared to other extreme approaches to healing like 
drugs, and surgeries? This path of moderation is gentle, it's loving, and it moves us along the continuum much more quickly and easily. So our personality then is not fixed. It's actually quite changeable, and it can evolve. I'm sure many of you have experienced this. How we experience life and the cycles of our bodies can also change as the personality does. In yoga, we encourage you to let go of who you think you are to become who you're meant to be. Those impressions we establish about ourselves early in life could be incorrect. We can allow those impressions to fall away and we evolve. Thank goodness. We're incredibly sensitive and powerful creatures, human beings. And it's time for us to wake up and realize we've been programmed to be asleep in life. And it's okay. We can change that now that we see both sides of it. Our dosha imbalances cause the mental imbalance, and we can have the most powerful impact on ourselves based on how we feed and treat ourselves through our five senses. I'll just remind you of those five senses, right? Sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. And you know, this all applies to men, to women, to children. I also want to mention that the Agni and our karma are also factors in this mix, but we'll dive into that another time. You know, we're meant to feel empowered on a daily basis, empowered to be ourselves, not to follow orders and feel frightened and anxious or depleted by our body's natural processes such as the cycles of life for women. Ayurveda is the science of living. It offers us very simple tools to make a big difference in how life goes because of its holistic nature. It's natural for us. Combined with yoga, we experience the depth of our being. So come and join us. It's a whole new life each day. If your moon time brings you a bucket of unwanted symptoms like bloating or cramping or soreness or anxiety and sadness, or symptoms of menopause of leaving you feeling frustrated or depressed or depleted, contact us to book a consultation. We can work together one-on-one and develop a natural, personalized healing plan so that you can make peace with your body and your mind. Until next time.
In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halipule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.